What is up, people? This is Dominic Brady bringing you the Truth Hurts podcast. This is going to be a solo podcast tonight. Uh, my co-host Bryce Leslie will not be on. Uh, tonight I will be talking about fantasy football, getting ready for the new season coming up. So I will be discussing fantasy football rankings for PPR leagues, including my top five overall players, my top ten for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. I will also be going through a draft strategy that I would recommend using if you're new to fantasy football or even if you're a regular. Just It's a good draft strategy to use to build a solid lineup. Also, I will be making bold predictions for fantasy, including who I think is going to be the fantasy MVP, breakout player of the year, and also rookie of the year for fantasy. So let's get into it. So my top five overall players for PPR leagues are as follows. One, I have Saquon Barkley, running back for the New York Giants. Two, Ezekiel Elliott, running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Three, I have Christian McCaffrey, running back for the Carolina Panthers. Four, I have Alvin Kamara, running back for the New Orleans Saints. And coming in at five, not another running back, in fact, is actually wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins of the Houston Texans. Okay, now I'm going to go into my rankings for each position. So at quarterback, I have first on the list the MVP of last year, Patrick Mahomes. This man is about to have another dangerous year. He has Travis Kelsey back. He's going to have Tyree Kill, even though all the off-field drama is surrounding him. He did lose Kareem Hunt, which was a deadly running back with him, but he still has Damian Williams, which I still think could be a very dangerous backfield. So that's why I have Mahomes as one. Two, I have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, He's like Stephen A. Smith. He's a bad man. Aaron Rodgers is just arguably the greatest quarterback of his generation. He, He just is incredible, and he has a new head coach. He has a new offense. He has Devontae Adams coming back. They have Jared Cook now. They have... Or Sorry, no, they have... My bad. They have Jimmy Graham, who has also been a consistent tight end. They just... They're about to go off. I think he's going to be a candidate for MVP this year. Next, I have Andrew Luck. Uh, He has the best, arguably the best offensive line protecting him in the NFL. So that's a plus. He also has Eric Ebron. He has T.Y. Hilton. He's just set up for another successful year. Next, I have Deshaun Watson. Uh, He has arguably the best wide receiver in the league with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's about to go off again, I feel like. And especially for fantasy, he's going to give you those rushing yards and just passing yards and a lot of touchdowns. Next, I have Matt Ryan, who has arguably the best wide receiver duo in the NFL with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I think that's going to be a strong duo that's going to get you a lot of fantasy points for Matt Ryan. Next up, I have who arguably could have been the rookie of the year last year. Uh, Baker Mayfield, who set the NFL record for rookie touchdowns thrown. Uh, He has a top three wide receiver now in Odell Beckham Jr. He has Jarvis Landry. He has David Njoku. He just has a lot of good pieces around him. Also in the backfield now, he has Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, who's going to be coming back after week 10, I believe, or week 8. He just has a loaded weapons, and I think this Browns offense is going to be one of the better ones in the NFL. Next up, I have Cam Newton. He's just always a good bet to be a good fantasy quarterback. Even though his team might not produce wins, he produces on the fantasy gridiron. Number eight, I have Russell Wilson. He's just always consistently a top quarterback in fantasy. He, he has... He lost Doug Baldwin, but he now has DK McKeff, Tyler Lockett, and he just has a lot of uh, key weapons he can pass to. Nine, I have Drew Brees. Uh, if you remember from a previous podcast, I predicted Drew Brees to be MVP. Uh, while he might not score as many fantasy points as some of the quarterbacks above him because he might not get the rushing yards or the rushing touchdowns, I just think he's going to have an overall great year, making him worthy of a top 10 quarterback pick. And then number 10, I have a surprising pick. I have Kyler Murray of the Cardinals. I think he's just going to be an absolute fantasy stud. Yes, I don't think he's going to be that good in terms of 
NFL quarterback, like getting his team wins. But fantasy is going to give you those rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. He's going to give you those passing yards, passing touchdowns. He's just going to be a good bet to be a fantasy stud. Okay, next up, uh, running backs. So number one, I have Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants. Uh, basically, the New York Giants offense is going to be running through him this year. Because one, they don't have Odell anymore. Two, they have Eli Manning still passing the ball, which is very... I mean, I'm a Giants fan, so I don't want to sound biased. But Eli, he was good in years past, but he's just been slowing down over the last couple years. And he's just not... He just doesn't have it anymore to get his team wins. So he's not going to really have much success with his wide receivers, especially... With the training camp news uh, the other day with Golden Tate being suspended for PED use, Sterling Shepard uh, injuring his thumb, and Corey Coleman uh, tearing his ACL. So the Giants receiving core is just in shambles right now. Uh, next up, I have Ezekiel Elliott. He's just always a bet to be a top three running back in the NFL. He's just going to give you those uh, pounding yards. He's going to give you those touchdowns. The Cowboys line is going to be dangerous as it always is. And hopefully Travis Frederick, their center, can be healthy. He's arguably the best center in the NFL. So him coming back is going to be a big deal for them. Uh, next up, I have Christian McCaffrey. Um, I feel like this man is about to go off. He's basically the whole entire Panthers offense, I feel like. Because, yeah, they have Cam Newton, but like they don't really have that many like good receiving options. Like They have Gar Golson, who's getting up there in age. So basically their offense is going to run through him. So I think he's going to have a really good year. Next, I have Alvin Kamara, especially for PPR. Kamara is, I think he's the best PPR running back for getting receptions. And now that Mark Ingram's gone, he has really no one breathing down his neck to take away carries. Even last year, he was still getting the majority of the carries, but Mark Ingram was there taking away some. But now the backfield's his, and he's about to go off. At five, I have David Johnson. David Johnson, a couple years ago, was the best fantasy player he had over 2,000 scrimmage yards I believe and then last couple years especially last year he had a very down year but I, I just think with the addition of Kyler Murray they boosted their line a little bit and then their defense is better giving uh, the offense uh, like quicker time to get on the field and getting quick transition offense I just think this offense is going to be overall better and I think Kyler Murray is going to be a big a benefit for David Johnson, and I just think he's gonna have a really good year. At six, I have Le'Veon Bell. He's on a new team, a new system with the New York Jets. He has Sam Darnold as his quarterback. He has a pretty decent line, and also Bark or Bell has just been a consistent top three running back in the NFL, especially for fantasy. Whenever he's healthy and plays, he didn't play last year because of a holdout, but in years past, he's been just a unbelievable fantasy running back so that's why i have him in at six next i have joe mixon uh mixon uh he had an up and down year last year overall i think he had a pretty successful year he's uh an elite running back not worthy of top five in fantasy in my opinion yet but he's still really good uh i feel like the offense the Bengals' offense is gonna run a lot through him this year especially with the news of aj green being hurt even though he's only gonna be out six to eight weeks and might only miss week one AJ Green has a history of a lingering feet injury, toe injuries that might just last throughout the whole year, so their offense might have to run through Joe Mixon. Up next at eight, I have James Conner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So basically, uh, Bell held out for the Steelers last year, and then James Conner just came out of nowhere. The offense, the Steelers' offense, is running through him and Juju Smith-Schuster now. And I just think he's going to get enough touches, enough touchdowns, enough yards to be a top 10 running back in fantasy. Next, I have Melvin Gordon. I would argue that I could put him in the top five for a running back if he um, if he wasn't threatening to hold out for more money in his contract. But since we just don't know that, it's still a dangerous, risky pick in the first or second round since he could hold out into the season. But I still think he's worthy of a top 10 pick at running back as right now and then number 10 i am a little iffy about this player todd Gurley of the rams he has been consistently a top three fantasy player over the last two years led the nfl in rushing touchdowns the last two years or overall touchdowns 
but his knee injury especially it, it showed a lot in the playoffs last year that's main mainly one of the main reasons why they probably didn't win the Super Bowl is because they couldn't utilize him to his fullest um his knee injury I feel like it's gonna be a lingering thing all year and I feel like he's just one big hit away from not maybe not career ending but like being as productive as he's been in the past okay so next up I'm going into wide receivers number one I have DeAndre Hopkins this in my opinion DeAndre Hopkins is the most talented receiver in the NFL there's literally nothing he can do he has the length of Julio he has the speed of I don't know Deshaun Jackson he has the hands of Odell he's just a complete wide receiver stud and I if you're lucky enough to get him in the first round you will be set at wide receiver for fantasy next I have Devontae Adams at two again like I was saying about Rodgers I feel like with this new offense he's about to go off and his number one target with Adams is going to be a big part of the reason why he's able to at three, I have Julio Jones of the Falcons. Like I said, Matt Ryan is also going to have a great year. He has two stud wide receivers with Ridley and Jones. Jones is still the number one, of course. He's an absolute beast. And recently, Jones said uh, he wouldn't be surprised if he could get 3,000 receiving yards this year. That's a high uh, goal, but uh, we'll see if he gets there. At four, it's sadly, I have to, as a Giants fan, I'm sadly going to be putting Odell Beckham Jr., no hard feelings towards Adele. I still love him as a player. Um, it just hurts as a Giants fan, of course. But Odell is just a fantasy beast. He's just a football beast. He has amazing hands, and he I, and he's going to be Baker's number one target. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top five wide receiver in fantasy. Then at five, I have Michael Thomas, who is has been an elite receiver for the last few years. He gets countless receptions. That's why he's especially good in PPR. He's Drew Brees' number one target in a high-powered uh, Saints offense. So, again, he's worthy of a top-five pick for wide receivers. At number six, I have Juju Smith-Schuster of the Steelers. I have him as a top-ten uh, wide receiver for fantasy because, well, number one, Antonio Brown's gone. But even last year when uh, Brown was there, he still led the team in receiving yards. Brown did lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns, but... Or, but uh, Smith Schuster is just an overall beast. One thing that does worry me, though, is that now Brown's not going to be getting the opponent's number one corner. So I don't know how that's going to affect Smith Schuster. Also, he might be double teamed or have double coverage more. So the only time will tell, but I still think he's going to have a really good year. And then, ironically, at number seven, I have Antonio Brown of the Raiders. I'm not a big fan of Antonio Brown as a person, but I can't deny his skill as a football player he has he arguably he's been the best wide receiver of the last decade in the nfl he's just been consistently getting uh wide receiving yards and he uh he's just amazing i think i saw the other day he had like the record for like six seasons in a row of over a thousand yards and it's like the record and it's just insane he's just been a consistent stud for our last decade at number set, or sorry, at number eight, I have Tyree Kill of the Chiefs. So I wouldn't have had Tyree Kill here a couple weeks ago because his um, status in the NFL was unknown. We weren't sure if he was gonna be suspended for a long period of time because of all the allegations. I'm not gonna go too deep into that because I'm just here for fantasy rankings. Not gonna give my opinion on anything. It's just Hill's gonna be playing. He's an elite. Skill-wise, wide receiver is nothing to do with who he is as a person. But if you're going for fantasy points, he is a top 10 wide receiver. Okay, moving on, I'm going to say Keenan Allen at 9 for the uh, Chargers. He has been an elite wide receiver for the last uh, couple years. He's Phillip Rivers' number one target. Chargers were one of the better teams in the NFL. And I believe, in my opinion, the Chargers are going to be a top three team in the AFC. And then they're just going to be, uh, let, if if Melvin Gordon doesn't hold out, is what I'm saying. If uh, he doesn't hold out, they're going to be an elite offense with Gordon, Keenan Allen getting a lot of fantasy points. And then at number 10, I have Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans is an absolute stud. What worries me only is Jameis Winston. He's just very inconsistent. If... 
if he pr- plays at a consistent, he doesn't even have to be in an elite level. He just has to be able to throw it up accurately because Mike Evans is like 6'4", I believe. Mike Evans is just an absolute stud. It's going to really depend on Winston. But I feel like if he can be decent enough, uh, Mike Evans can easily be a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy. Moving on to the last position, I have Travis Kelsey. Or sorry, moving on to the last position of tight end. Number one, I have Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs. Over the last couple years, he's always been a top two tight end, arguably, for fantasy. It always went between him and Gronk. But now that Gronk has retired, Kelsey's it's Kelsey's time to be the number one t- fantasy tight end. Next, I have George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he went off last year, but I, I think he broke the record last year for receiving yards as a tight end. Um, he was an absolute fantasy stud. I'm not sure if he will have the same rapport with Jimmy Garoppolo as he did with the quarterback of the 49ers last year, but only time will tell. And then number three, I have arguably my favorite tight end in the NFL, well, biasly, Evan Ingram of the New York Giants. Um, especially with all these wide receivers on the Giants being injured, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I just feel like Evan Ingram's going to have an amazing year. I feel like Eli in the past hasn't gone to him as consistently as he should have, but I feel like Eli's not going to have many targets. He can only throw, throw it down to Barkley so much. So I feel like Evan Ingram's going to have over a thousand yards and maybe five to 10 touchdowns. Okay, next I have Zach Ertz of the Philadelphia Eagles. This, I believe this is going to be Carson Wentz's main target this year. Zach Ertz is always a threat, red zone threat to get a lot of touchdowns. He's a yards monster. So again, I wouldn't be surprised if he had over a thousand yards this year. Next, I have Hunter Henry, who's, he's not still recovering, but he tore his ACL early last year in the offseason. So he didn't play pretty much the whole season. And I, actually, I don't think he played at all. There was talks about bringing him back in the playoffs. I, f- I think they might have. I'm not. I don't really remember. But Hunter Henry's just been a stud in the past, and I think he's gonna be it again. Next, I have OJ Howard. Uh, again, this is gonna depend a lot on Winston, like it did for Mike Evans. If Winston can be consistent, then Howard will be a good tight end for fantasy. Next, I have Eric Ebron, the touchdown machine himself. I feel like Andrew Luck is gonna go off and just feed him many touchdowns like he did last year next i have jared cook and i mistakenly said he was on the packers but i corrected myself he's in fact going to be on the saints with drew Brees, and this is going to be the best tight end drew Brees has had since jimmy graham jared cook was very good last year i think jared cook's gonna get a lot of touchdowns get a lot of yards with drew Brees as his quarterback number nine i have delaney walker uh, the Titans' offense very intrigues me this year. They have Derrick Henry at the running back. They have Mariota. They have Corey Davis. And they have Delaney Walker. Walker has just been very consistent when when healthy. That's the key word, when healthy, because he gets injured a lot. So if he can stay healthy, I believe he could be a top 10 tight end for fantasy. And then number 10, I have someone who a lot of the experts are ranking lower. I have Trey Burton of the Chicago Bears. I just think he's their... Outside of Allen Robinson, I would say he's their main threat on offense. I just think uh, Turbitsky is just going to go to him a lot this year, and I think it's just going to be an overall great year for him. Okay, so next I'm going to be moving into draft strategy ideas. So basically I'm going to give a 15-round strategy of how I would draft and how I've drafted in the past that has led me to many uh, playoff uh Births and fantasy, a lot of championships, and just overall good draft strategy for anyone. Okay, so round one, I would always say take a running back or a wide receiver. If you have a top five pick, I would take a running back. Unless you have the fifth pick, I would go with DeAndre Hopkins, like I said earlier in my rankings. But again, if you have a top five pick, running back is the way to go, unless you have the later rounds. Once you start getting in the later part of the first round, that's where you can look at some of the top wide receivers. Because if you have a late first, say you have the 10th pick, then you're just going to get the first pick in the second round. So where you're going to want to do is maybe take the best player available between the two positions later in the round. So if you have a top five pick, I would go running back. 
6 7 i would look at wide receivers but maybe there's still a running back in there maybe you could get a david johnson at six or seven but if you have the ninth or tenth pick i would to end hopkins is still there i would take hopkins or Devontae adams so you could get the next so you can get the best running back on the top of the second round and then this goes into the second round strategy I would do the opposite of what we did the first round. If you take a running back in the first round, take a wide receiver in the second round, and vice versa. If you take a wide receiver in the first round, take a running back in the second round. Then third and fourth round is the same. You're going to keep wanting to do the running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, because those are the two most important positions in fantasy football where you need to build depth. So after the first four rounds of going between running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, and you could rearrange the order. You can go running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, any, any way how you want it. I, in my opinion, the best strategy is to go running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, or wide receiver, running back, just vice versa. You don't want to like double up and then accidentally miss out on getting good value. Anyway, going into the fifth round, you want to continue with the running back, wide receiver, switch off and on. But in the fifth round is where you want to look at the best player available. Look to see if there's top quarterbacks or top tight ends left. The only quarterbacks I would take in the fifth round is Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. And then, of course, there's so much depth at the quarterback position. You can get, you can even play the waiver wire every week for quarterback, to be honest. But if you really want an elite quarterback where you won't have to worry about having to find a quarterback each week, then you could go with a top quarterback in the fifth round or you could go for a top tight end in kelsey or kittle but if these guys are not available and you don't want to i would not select anyone else outside of those four people but if you're feeling uh like you want to get one of those top tight ends or quarterbacks there then go ahead if not then i would continue with the running back wide receiver thing and then same thing for round six you look at uh the best player available if there's a top quarterback or top tight end left, then you take one of those. If there's not, then you continue with the running back wide receiver and just keep building your depth. Then round seven comes. Here, I would draft a running back wide receiver tight end or quarterback. Again, there's, you're going to get... At this point, I, I feel like Mahomes, Rodgers, Andrew Luck, all those quarterbacks are going to be off the board because there's going to be people that are going to be reaching for these name brand players. But you can get value for less in the later rounds so here i would if you don't take a quarterback or a running back in the fifth or sixth round again i would continue with the running back wide receiver thing in the seventh round and then that brings us on to the eighth round here's where you're going to want to start looking at your quarterbacks and tight ends this is where you'll get your like ben roethlisberger's philip rivers Guys who are still going to get you 20, 25 points a week, they might not have the 30, 40 bombs like every other week, like an Aaron Rodgers or a Patrick Mahomes, but they're just going to be consistent to get you points every week. So that's what I would do in rounds eight and eight and nine. Get your quarterback and tight ends if you have not done so yet. If you have already, then I would continue with the running back wide receiver uh, switching of each rounds. Then round 10, I would uh, draft a positional player that's a quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end. That's just continuing. If you haven't taken a quarterback or tight end, that's when you get them. Or you continue with the running back, wide receiver, uh, switching between rounds. The reason you want to do the running back, wide receiver is because the depth of that position is just so deep and you just need the top players at the position. Because how you win fantasy football is having depth because you never know your first round pick could tear his acl week one and then you're screwed if you don't have a depth at that position so that's why i would keep doing that and then i would do that for rounds 10 through 13 just get the positions running back wide receiver if you want to get if you're not confident with your quarterback i would recommend drafting a backup quarterback in the 12th or 13th round and same with tight end if you're not confident in your tight end get them in the 12th or 13th round and then once you're done with the first 13 rounds, round 14 and 15, I would say for defense and kicker. 14, I would usually look at the positions. So if the Bears defense is still there in the 14th round, of course you're going to take them. But most likely they're not going to be because, again, there's going to be people reaching for name brand. They think, oh, Chicago Bears defense, I'm going to take them in the 10th round or something ridiculous like that. Never take a kicker or defense until the last two rounds. Unless you have a late 13th round, then I would be fine with taking the Bears defense or a top kicker like Justin Tucker. But like I was saying, in round 14, you look at the best defense, best kicker. 
and then you look at between the two. Like if Justin Tucker's there and a not and not a top defense is there, then I'll take Justin Tucker, or vice versa. If a top defense is there, like the Bears or the Jaguars, I would take the defense and then get a kicker in the fifteenth round. So then fourteenth round, take one defense or kicker. Say you take a kicker, then fifteenth round, take a defense, and then you're done with your draft. So just to reiterate, basically you're gonna want to go with a running back, wide receiver, off and on switching, uh, like between rounds. Look in the fifth and sixth round, start looking for your quarterbacks if they're top tight ends. If you don't get them there, then look at the eighth or ninth round after keep going between running back and wide receiver. Legit or realistically, you want to have about four to five running backs and wide receivers, one to two quarterbacks, uh, four to five running backs, and then one to two tight ends, and then one kicker, one defense. Never, I urge you never to draft more than one defense or more, more than one kicker. That is just a legitimate mistake. Because defenses, literally, like, you could get the worst defense in the draft. You could just play off the waiver wire and play matchups each week. Same with kicker. Okay, now to end this uh, podcast, I'm going to be doing bold predictions for fantasy. So, I don't want to sound biased here, but for fantasy MVP, I am having Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants. If this man does not get injured, he is going to be an absolute monster this year. He is going to get countless rushing yards he's gonna basically be the Giants entire offense and it would not shock me if he gets the most touches ever by a running back in a season this year okay next for breakout player for fantasy yeah he was pretty decent last year and especially now that AJ Green is gonna be injured throughout the year I feel like Tyler Boyd I feel like is about to have an amazing year I would not be surprised if he finished as a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy. And I don't know. I just think Andy Dalton's going to just throw it to him a lot this year. And then finally, I'm going with rookie of the year for fantasy. And then this shouldn't come as a shock to anyone. I'm having Kyler Murray of the Cardinals. And I already had him listed as a top 10 quarterback for fantasy at my 10th uh, position in my rankings. So again, I would not be surprised if he's the best fantasy rookie this year so that just about wraps up this podcast uh stay tuned in the next couple of weeks uh me bryce and two of our friends are going to be doing a fantasy football mock draft and then talking out our picks and just getting ready for the football season this was just the first of many fantasy football podcasts to come so stay tuned and thank you for listening to the truth hurts podcast have a good night Thank you for tuning in to our latest Truth Hurts podcast. You can listen to us anywhere. Search The Truth Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and so much more. Stay up to date all sports through our anchor site, along with our Twitter account at truthhurts underscore pod. Have a great day, but remember, sometimes the truth does in fact hurt. to the Truth Hurts Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dominic Brady. I'm the other one, Bryce Leslie. So tonight we're going to be doing a mock draft for fantasy football, and we will be discussing our picks and just basically why we think this player fits here and why. And also we will be evaluating other people in our mock draft picks as well. All right, so the... We're just doing it on ESPN, so the first pick is up right now. Um, I'm sitting, I'm slated at through at third in the first, and Dominic's at eighth. So the first pick here. Um, what would you do if you were the first pick? I mean, being a biased Giants fan, going Saquon Barkley. I mean, it's not biased. He's the number one rated fantasy uh, ranked throughout all of most rankings. Uh, so I would go with Barkley. I can definitely see Barkley. I mean, that's what I would go with. I mean, I'm back and forth. If I change my mind, Barkley and McCaffrey. So the first pick. Looks like the dude's not in the draft, so it's going to be auto-drafted for Saquon. I don't 
Dominic, what's your game plan at the eighth spot? What's your hopes to get out of there? Uh, if one of the top running backs fall to me, then I'll take them. If not, I'm looking at a top wide receiver. If you remember from my uh, fantasy podcast the other day, I went through my, my draft strategy, and that's the strategy that, that I follow for every uh, draft. All right, so the first pick was Saquon. That was number two. Christian McCaffrey at number two. That's not a shock at all. He's debatable for the first pick. All right, so I'm I'm at the third pick here. I'm on the clock, and with Barkley and McCaffrey gone, I'm going to be going with Alvin Kamara. And I would say Zeke and Alvin are close, but with what's going on right now with Zeke, I got to go with Alvin. He's In PPR especially, he's going to be getting a lot of touches on both sides of the ball on a great offense. I would agree with that pick, but there was a report that, I don't know if you saw the report that came out about Kamara, uh, Sean Payton said that he's thinking about having a similar role that he had when Mark Ingram was the workhorse and he had a, like a, he just uh, like was like the compliment. They're thinking about Kamara still being the workhorse, but having Latavius Murray having more of a role. I'm really hoping that's not the case and I hope they did what they did last year when uh, Ingram was suspended and Kamara was the Bel- 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 yeah, it is training camp. I feel like coaches are going to just say that stuff to make it a... They want everyone to battle for their spots. Yeah. Um, I think Kamara has too much talent to keep him off the field, though. I think Latavius Murray is going to get some good looks. I definitely would get him later rounds um, if you are looking for a good um, a good placeholder, um, just in case something went wrong with Kamara. Um, so... While we're gone, the fourth pick was Le'Veon. The fifth pick was DeAndre Hopkins. Dominic two picks away with oh Michael Thomas went six. So Ooh, this is one very, pick away. This is very surprising that David Johnson hasn't been selected yet. Uh, that's I was a little shocked that I mean Hopkins is obviously the best. And Gurley Gurley got so. selected. Ooh, so David Johnson just fell into my lap at seven. So I'm definitely going with him. By the way, you're pick eight, but yeah, same thing. But, yeah, I'm very shocked, especially Todd Gurley with all the rumors going around. Not rumors, but, like, his knee injury last year and him just, like, might not being able to carry as much as he had as in the past. So I'm really surprised. For me, he's an early second-round pick or, like, 10th pick in the first round. I wouldn't have selected him at 7. And then Michael Thomas is another surprising one. I don't... He's my, I think he's my third ranked wide receiver behind Hopkins and Adams. So that's very surprising for Sean Kirk. Yeah. Um, so number nine, Devontae Adams was taken. Zeke's still sitting on the board. The 10th person isn't in the draft. So you're going to see him taken off right here with Julio going at 11. I hate when people just join mock drafts and... Yeah, it's a pain. Um, at least once the first round is done, they're out of the way. Yeah. The only thing is sometimes they, if they're before or after me, they take the player I want, even if they won't have they were in the draft. Um, so one round down, you got David Johnson. You're looking wide receiver at round two. Well, obviously I'm hoping Julio's still there, but I'm not thinking he will be. So I'm either looking at Odell, Antonio, Juju, just depends on who's available. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, people like Zeke, Melvin Gordon, the holdout market's growing every year. Um, I don't think it's going to stop until... um, Bell set the precedent that it will work. He's the Kaepernick of holdouts. This dude, of course, is taking the whole minute and a half to select. I don't even think he's in the draft. He's not. His helmet is not covered. Oh, my bad. Oh, and he has the next pick, too. Yep, so there goes Zeke, and there goes Julio. All right. So, one pick away. Who you're going with? Odell or Juju? Gotta look at Yeah. It's funny because last year in a lot of my drafts I took. And you're up on the clock. A lot of my drafts last year I took Odell and Barkley. Wait, I don't have Barkley. 
Now my keeper league, Joe Mixon is my keeper. He was a third round pick in the league last year, so I can hold on to him. I'm excited about him. Hopefully no injuries happen like past years. Yeah, I uh, I actually drafted Barkley and Odell in that league. Unfortunately, I can't keep either of them. I'm keeping... So I'm between Mike Evans and Nick Chubb. I'm leaning Mike Evans, but with the recent uh, report out today that uh, Duke Johnson got traded to the Texans, that means Nick Chubb could even get more touches in the first eight games before Kareem Hunt returns. So it would be a very tough decision to have to make. I'm with four teams in the playoffs this year. It might be worth to keep Nick Chubb because even if Kareem Hunt contends with him, he won't be there the first four games. So Chubb's going to be a workhorse and could put you ahead of the settings and the standings right away. So, your second round pick was... Odell Beckham Jr., baby. The not-so-giant anymore. Yeah, that still stings, though. But hey, at least we got Daniel Jones. You got Sterling Shepard with a bum issue. You got Golden, Golden Tate, Tate out for four games. Corey Coleman out for the year. I don't know, we got my boy Evan Ingram too at tight end. He's about to have a breakout year, I feel like. He's gonna grow in fantasy value. He's pretty much in a he's pretty much a wide receiver in a tight end's body, which is perfect for fantasy. So who are you looking at with the 18th pick? Um, let's see here. So we're sitting at pick 14 right now. I'm at 18. Melvin Gordon was just taken, so that means we're a few away. If Travis Kelsey is there, it, I would think about it. I mean, even though I don't like taking a tight end that early, um, the position value, the I mean, the value for him here is just so good at 18. So I would definitely consider it. And we're one pick away, we'll see. I also like Antonio Brown a lot too. Um, he does have a foot issue, but an undrafted free, was he undrafted free agent or was he seventh round pick? Pick, yeah. Seventh round pick, dude's gonna dude's gonna work. He was just taken, which puts me at a tough spot right now. Um, I just instead of putting two running backs together like Kamara and Connor, and then the tight end from Kelsey, um, Ertz, Kittle, and Engram, I think there's gonna be a big drop off after those four. So I'm gonna go with value here with Travis Kelsey. Fun fact on uh, Antonio Brown, he's number 84 because 8 times 4 is 32, and 32 teams passed him in the first round. That's what he posted a while back, so I thought that was just a funny anecdote. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love Travis Kelsey with Patty Mahomes, but personally I would not select a tight end in the first two rounds. He does have good value. He's definitely going to be a top two tight end, I feel like, this year in fantasy. But for me, I always go wide receiver running back regardless of the first two rounds. In our keeper league, make it, if I already have Mixon and I get someone else, it's like a third round pick for me. So that's what my mindset was taking. Yeah, All right, let's see here. We got, so I have Kamara and Kelsey. Need a wide receiver. We got Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, T.Y., Amari, Kittle, Johnson, Freeman, Edelman, Thielen. Hmm. What I really could do, I really don't like any of these wide receivers. I mean, I, I like them, but I just don't like the value right now. Dalvin Cook, he messed up for me last year. Leonard Fournette. I'm, 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 I feel risky taking him because, I mean, two years ago, dude was a stud. You know, now he's working the passing game more, but an injury could always happen. T.Y. Hilton always seems to do a great job in the offense with the Colts. Um, he's going to be my wide receiver one. I'll take him on my third pick. Good choice. I would have done the same, actually. I was between Thielen and Hilton for that pick. Yeah, I do like Thielen a lot. The only difference between Thielen and Hilton is Thielen, is Hilton doesn't have a receiver like Diggs on the other side of the field with them. Just... Healing was an absolute fantasy stud last year, so yeah, I don't know dude. why he's so low this year. I know. I'm, I don't. I can't even. ESPN just putting him so low. Ooh, my pick's coming up. So I have pick 28. So I'm going to be looking at running backs following the draft strategy. Dalvin Cook's still sitting there. That'd be a great pick in the That's late third round. Falls. But and Nick Chubb's still there, too. 
I'm not liking Nick Chubb in the first two rounds, to be honest with you. Like, he's an amazing player, but when... It's not the first two rounds. It's the third round. First three rounds, because when Kareem Hunt comes back, where I mean, what are the other... What are the other running backs? I mean, Perrion Johnson could be, but I just feel like... Derrick Henry, maybe? Or Devonta Freeman. Kevin Coleman's gone. There's no really true running back, too, behind him this year. The health is the only concern, but... The same is for Henry... Too, and Johnson, who's out last year. Freeman. It's a good pick in the late third round. Doesn't really have much competition. No. They're, they're number two right now is down to Ido Smith, who was a fourth-round pick last year, and Brian Hill, who's been jumping uh, back and forth through teams. So, um, Without any injury, I think Freeman's going to get a ton of touches. Um, Dude, especially Dylan Foster's 33. Especially with Dirk Cutter as their uh, back to their offensive coordinator, who um, really said he wants to utilize the running back this next year. So Adam Thielen didn't pack bottom me at in the fourth round. That blows my mind. He's easily a third round pick at least. And his teammate Diggs goes pick after. Thielen is a great pick. We're sitting at a good spot, getting all these late gems. Let's see. I'm sitting right now. We've got one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end. That's the risk you kind of got to take if you have a top tight end. Um, I think 18 is the starting point I would put on Kelsey. Um, personally, I've never taken one of those top three tight ends in a in a mock draft yet, so I want to do it this time to see how my roster plays out and see if I like it any different than what always, the other leagues are. I always look at a top tight end in the fifth round. What I So, I don't know, uh, you might have listened to my strategy. I do running back, watch your running back, wide receiver, first four rounds of anything. Fifth round is when I start looking at if there's an Aaron Rodgers or a Patty Mahomes available or a Kelsey or a Kittle, like the quarterback and tight end positions. Mahomes was just taken. That was a reach. But I mean, it is late fourth, so. Thing is, you can get a value out of Philip Rivers in like the 11th round, and he's maybe going to get you like two or three less points a game by the end of the season. Alright, so let's see. I need a running back and a wide receiver now. Um. Looking at the value between both, I do see some running backs later that I could get with my next pick that would sit perfectly fine in my running back two spot. You know, I have Kamara, one of the best running backs in the league. So I'm definitely looking wide receiver at this pick. Now let's just look at all of them. Let's see. Robert Woods, Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, Alshon Jeffrey, Chris Goblin, and the list goes down. Um, Let's see. The Rams, they have... Um, they with Gurley's uh, injury um, doesn't know the future of it. I do think the Rams are going to look to pass a lot more next year. I do like Galladay. I think he could be a breakout player, especially with Golden Tate gone now. Um, and that's probably where I'm going to go with with this pick. I do like Robert Woods, but since that wide receiver room is really loaded, I don't know on a week by week basis how that's going to go, especially for my wide receiver too. I'm going to go with upside with Galladay. That's a good pick. Marvin, I think Marvin Jones is still on the line, right? Yeah, he is, but after that, they don't have anything. Yeah. Because they lost Eric Ebron, who's one of the best touchdown getters in the NFL. I guess that's the difference between playing with Stafford and Luck, too. Yeah, true. <laughs> Stafford used to be a baller, though, so I don't even know what happened. Well, I mean, he had Megatron. He's just, he just always been staying at mediocre. Like, yeah, I mean, he had arguably one of the best wide receivers, talent-wise, of all time in Calvin Johnson, so he was able to just throw it up to him all the time. What are you looking at with your next group? Aaron Jones. That's, that's who I was hoping it was for. I think Aaron Jones is a uh, dark horse for breakout player of the year. Just with the new. Uh, I got two of my sleeper picks that could have top 10 upside this year Golly. sitting there for me, and that's Aaron Jones and Damian Williams. So. Uh, both of them are there for me. Jarvis Landry taking the fifth. It was down year last year. And then they decided one of the best receivers in football. I would not take him in the fifth round. Um, Aaron Jones sits to me. Put him next to Kamara. I like my top five. Ooh. If Damian Williams falls to me, that's my pick. I love the guy. I know he sat behind Kenyon Drake in Miami. Miami's not a good franchise. Man. Um, he comes in a perfect light in Kansas City. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson in the fifth round. 
That's a grab, I would say. There's always people that feel like they have to fill up their whole starting lineup before they start putting people yeah. on their bench. Yep. Key to fantasy is depth. Anything in the wide receiver running back position, really. Like last year, I took LaShawn McCoy with my third round pick. I drafted Sony Michelle with the second to last pick in the draft, and he broke out. What is this? Is the sixth round? My boy Rogers? Nope. You got some good flexes sitting there. And you, took, I, I, you took Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I took my flexing fifth round. I got Mark Ingram. Nice. Evan Ingram wanted to pick before Rodgers. Alright, see, coming up here, I'm looking for my flex. I'm one of those people that likes to sit and wait for my quarterback. I just feel like at this point, the numbers are going to be too close together. There's just like a gap, like Patrick Mahomes and Rodgers are just on another level, I feel like, compared to some of these other guys. But, I mean, like, if you can get Matt Ryan in like the 8th or ninth round, that's way better than waiting, or than taking Rodgers. He won't be there in the 8th or ninth, though. You also have to, like, look at it, like, because a lot of times you do fantasy leagues with people you know, you gotta, because, like, there's always gonna be people in your league that don't know fantasy as well, that are gonna be reaching for quarterbacks like that, so you gotta play it like that, too. But doing a mock draft is smart because it's just a brand of people. They don't know how they're going to choose. That's the thing. I'm already reviewing last year's draft results for my league. That's smart. Alright, sitting here two picks away. There's some good ones on there. Perfect. I'm up. My flex is sitting there right for me. One of my sleeper picks at wide receiver this year, Tyler Boyd. Ooh. Especially with AJ Green being injured. And um And it's a toe injury, which he has had over the last couple years. It's gonna be lingering. Yeah, Green's still sitting there, like eighth or ninth round comes around, he's still there, I'm grabbing him. But with all these auto drafts going on, he's gonna be gone soon. Alright, so I'm coming up again. I'm going to be looking at a quarterback. Ryan, Luck, Newton, Mayfield, Wentz. Still on the board. Got some good ones to choose from. I would go Luck if he's still available. I think the Colts are going to have a really good offense next year, especially with that line. The only thing I'm nervous about with Luck is there's stuff going around that he might not be out there at the start of the season. Why? Shorter? something wrong. He says he doesn't want to play if it doesn't feel 100%. I forget what it was. I was watching ESPN the other day. And sitting there, every draft my past three years, I've gotten Julio Jones. This year, I didn't, I mean, this mock, I didn't get him. So might as well get his QB if he's still there. With the Giants, the only, or actually, no, there's two players I'm willing to draft fantasy. Odell, or, sorry, Barkley. Ah, wake up. Barkley, Barkley and uh, Ingram, and then Sterling Shepard maybe as a wide receiver three or four. So I guess three Giants. Oh, and our kicker, Rosa, who's arguably the best kicker in the league. Based on last year. Based on opportunity. Got some good QBs to choose from. I'm all feel like taking the risk of waiting another round and seeing who else is here. But I don't know. All these wide receivers being taken, I feel like I might want to add another one. But I feel like those names still be there. Alright, going with this pick, I'm going with Matt Ryan. He's a top 10 quarterback in the league. Uh, Fantasy-wise, though, he always puts up great numbers every year. Um, he kills it. He's got great weapons on uh, both aerial and in the run game. He's got an improved offensive line. I think he's going to have a really good year. you think the Falcons are going to make the playoffs? I do. I think they're going to sit at 10-6. and six. Um, We'll go through that more in a couple weeks in the team-by-team breakdown, though. 
I mean, they're they're always up and down every year. Um, they usually put up a, like a, a stellar year. I mean, the year they made the Super Bowl that off season, people were saying they weren't going to make the playoffs. So, I I like being the underdog. Just take your boy Calvin Ridley for my wide receiver three. I think that's a good pick. You know, last year Sanu was like the wide receiver two. Ridley was the three. I think Ridley's going to start taking some of those away from Sanu, especially with Sanu being gone after this year, most likely. Up again. I do need to get a third running back because the running backs are starting to go away. Like, ones that are worth drafting as your third running back. Two picks away. Not really good options for my running back three. And Tevin Coleman, I do like as my running back. I would take him as a running back three. Yeah, but he's still nagging with that injury. I feel like, you know, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, it's a football Kyle Shanahan was his coach in Atlanta, and he loved him enough to give him decent money for a running back. So I'm, if Coleman's there, I'm gonna pick him. And he goes. All right, let's see. I need a running back here. Ekelar could be good, especially with the Melvin Gordon rumors, but I don't like him as my third running back right now. Um, Rashad Penny. The only thing is Chris Carson is going to steal a lot of that. I'm going to go with someone who's going to be really good in the flex. I mean, in the, in the dual threat. Um, it's Naeem Hines. Hines. He, um, Marlon Mack is good. He's going to be their running back, but Hines in the passing game is going to be good, especially with Luck out there. So I'm going to take Hines. Where are you talking about Robbie Anderson? Because, mm. like, besides him, who else do the Jets have as a receiver? My problem with Jets receivers, I don't think there's going to be one standout all year, like one lead receiver. I think it's I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be their best receiver. <laughs> but I think it's just going to change every game. Um, one of my don'ts for the draft is to take a Jets receiver this year. All right, I'm coming up, looking at the flex option. He's gonna have a big year with. He, I think he's gonna be the number two option in the passing game behind Juju. Mm-hmm. I'm going Vance McDonald if he's still available at a. At a. Oh uh, yeah. That'd be a good one. All right, let's see here. Baker in the ninth. So we got Marvin Jones. I already got Galladay. But it wouldn't be bad to get both of them. Yeah, because one of them could get hurt and then the other one would become a wide receiver. Especially because this dude's sitting on my bench. I think Marvin Jones' value in the ninth round here is really good. I'm going to just double down on Lions receivers, especially when they're the only two. At this point, it's just looking for the scenarios you feel best. Every pick now is going to have its what-ifs. So you just got to go with what you're comfortable with and what you can just back up. What is the Eagles running back situation? I know they have Jordan Howard now. Do they have anyone else? They drafted Miles Sanders, and a lot of people think that Sanders is going to be taking a lot of touches. People think it's going to be 50 50. I really like Jordan Howard. Um, I would probably take him over Sanders, which isn't happening a lot. People just always love taking rookie running backs earlier than they should be. Is there any standard Saquon. Yeah. People were taking Darius Geis in the third and fourth round last year before he got hurt. I don't think... I think he's going to be good next year, but not as good since Adrian Peterson's still there. And, yeah. Let's see. I'm looking at a running back next because I really need to fill up that bench. I do like a lot of these running backs for my running back four. But you're still in the pot, so you gotta talk about your pick. I'm thinking that 
between running backs. I think I'm gonna go with Deion Lewis. He's just this is a PPR league. He he's gonna get those receptions. Surprised you didn't go with Duke Johnson Jr. Ah, uh, it's freaking <laughs> boring. All right, let's see. My I started at Kamara and Jones as my starting running backs. Love it. Naeem Hines as my um, pass catching. I could fill in on a bye week. And I'm gonna go with Jordan Howard. I'm not a big fan of rookie running backs. Just besides people like Saquon with the talent like that. I really don't think Miles Sanders is better than Jordan Howard right now. Jordan Howard is a good running back. I really like him. You know, a couple years ago he's being drafted in the first two rounds, so I'm gonna go with him as my fourth running back. Doesn't have a bye week as any of my other three running backs. I love the fit. I'm up again, just like that. Everyone else besides us are in auto draft. Gotta love it. All these people are gonna be in the Truth Hurts podcast and not even know it. So let's see here. In the 11th round, I'm still looking to. With someone like Kelsey, I'm not looking at a backup tight end until really late now. Um, potentially even the last round. So I'm still looking at the flex position. Let's see what we got working here. As my fifth running back, I got to take Duke Johnson Jr. still on the board. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities, especially with Dante Foreman being released by Houston a few days ago. I'm looking at tight ends right now because I like Vance McDonald, but he, I'm not super uh, convinced that he's going to have an amazing year. So I'm trying to figure out a backup right now. Between Trey Burton and Austin Hooper right now. And Trey, I mean, I ultimately would go with the better quarterback as my backup tight end. I'm actually going to go with Eric Ebron. I think it's fine. <laughs> That's a good one. He's My only worry with Ebron is he had an outstanding year, but he hasn't put up a year like that before. Is he going to maintain it, especially with Doyle back healthy next year? Ooh, I'm going to go with the backup quarterback. I have no clue how Russell Wilson fell that low. In my mind, he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. He doesn't have a lot of talent around him, especially with Doug Baldwin retiring. Mm-hmm. But they got DK McCaff, and I think they'll, they'll be decent. So at this point, I'm looking at value. If I'm ever in a draft where there's three people left and everyone else is auto-drafting, a lot of wide receivers and running backs are going to be taken off the board. So when I get up, i got to take someone that I can support as um, as, as depth at this point. Um, people I'm looking at for my wide receiver um, four spot, um, I'm looking at Tyra Williams, um, the wide receiver two in Oakland, clear-cut wide receiver two, long ball threat, but now that I'm looking at his Golden Tate, the only risk is this is the four games. But and been known as a PPR, one of the best PPR um, wide receivers to to sleep on in years past. Now he's fallen really late. Um, first I'm gonna take Williams with all this autograph stuff. If I can't get Golden Tate right after, I'm gonna do it. Alright, coming up, Golden Tate will be my wide receiver five. And after this, uh, after this mock draft, we're going to go through our teams and talk about um, a strength and weakness on each roster. I am actually going to go with the defense in the 13th round because the Bears' defense is just so dominant and I have a late 13th round pick. I'm not the worst take. So going with Justin Tucker in the 14th round. I usually don't take kickers and defenses that early. I usually wait till the last two rounds, but when I had a late round picks like that, I just went with my gut. Because now I have arguably the best defense and the best kicker for fantasy in the NFL. And now I could just, because I have depth at each position. I have two quarterbacks, four running backs, four wide receivers. I'm thinking I'm going to take another running back in the last round just to be safe. Alright, so I need, I got three picks left. I got, I just realized I put six for receivers on my team. Oh well, I don't need a backup for Kelsey. But, so I'm sitting at a backup QB, 
defense and kicker. Um, looking at the QBs, the one I would take right now is Phillip Rivers. Um, looking at the defense, and I'm not really liking any of these defenses to take in the 14th ever backup QB, especially when I'm more of a guy that sits around the waiver wire for the best defense possible. There are a lot of kickers on here that I would take over. Um, a lot of the um, lower ones. So I, mean, I am going to go with Legatron at this pick, especially with the auto draft. I don't know what they're going to do. Especially with, I can get Rivers with my 15th round pick if I want to. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying earlier, why sometimes taking a quarterback's not worth it, because you can get a guy like Rivers who consistently gets 20, 25 points a game. One thing I hate about when people auto drafting is like you have to make your decision faster. I know. Uh, but for our sake of the pod, it works out. <laughs> I'm leaning. Well, I don't want to go with Sanu because he's like the third. No, really the fourth option now with Cooper and Ridley playing Jones. Um, Ridley and Sanu are still going to split good games and bad games. I'm really not sold on really at the draft slot he's having right now. Um, once the news out of the building, I'll definitely say that. But Falcons like to spread the ball around a lot. That's why Julio doesn't get as many touchdowns as people crave over. Ooh, this is a. I'm gonna go with Kareem Hunt on the hope that he's gonna take over for take over Chubb maybe if he starts balling out again. I don't think he's going to take over, but I do think he's going to be getting a lot of touch, especially with Duke Johnson out the door and Carlos Hyde gone, too. Now. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he can play like he did in his Pro Bowl year. It'd be hard for the Browns, especially the Browns are a Super Bowl for arguably this year. So now sitting in defense, I'm looking at week one matchups with my last pick. Um, I'm going with the Broncos here because they are playing Raiders Monday night. Um, the Raiders have a lot of new offensive weapons. I don't think they put it all together week one. So I'm going with the Broncos, D. Alright, and that concludes this uh, mock draft. Uh, Dominic, if you want to list your roster that you got at the eighth spot in the draft. Alright, so starting off at quarterback, I have who I would say is the top three quarterback in fantasy. I have Aaron Rodgers. My RB1 is David Johnson of the Cardinals. My RB2 is Devontae Freeman. My wide receiver one is Odell Beckham Jr. My wide receiver two is Adam Thielen. My starting tight end is Vance McDonald. And my current flex is Mark Ingram. My defense is the Bears defense. My kicker is Justin Tucker. And then my bench is Calvin Ridley, Sterling Shepard, Deion Lewis, Eric Ebron, Russell Wilson, Kareem Hunt, and Mohamed Sanu. All right, so how we're going to do this is I'll give you what I think is your best strength, and you give yourself your weak, your weakness. weakness. Yeah. So looking at roster, um, if I had to pick a position of best strength on your team, I really like your wide receiver group. I think it's awesome. Um, Odell, getting him at the spot you were in the second round is a good pick. Feeling you got in the fourth round which I don't think you would see in many leagues, honestly. Um, then you have Calvin Ridley, who is going to, I'm sure, flip with Ingram as your flex every week, depending on matchups, which probably would be your flex ever. Seeing, I would definitely put my flex before Ingram with the start of the year, because I don't know how Baltimore is going to start their offense. You know, Ridley's only going to do one thing. You don't know what Ingram's going to do. Um, Sterling Shepard, I think, could break out this year, especially being the top option. I think he's going to be healthy and just fine. And Sanu is just a backup to Ridley if anything happens. Uh, so my weakness, you said? Mm-hmm. So I, this roster is really hard to find a weakness in. I would say my depth, maybe. But like, if you look at my starting, I have the, a top three quarterback, uh, arguably a top five running back if Johnson performs how he used to. I'm a little bit worried with Freeman as an RB2. He used to be an RB1, but in the past few years, he hasn't been like producing like he used to. My wide receivers, I'm very confident in. Tight end, I don't know. Vance McDonald's had up and down years. That like, was my run, that was my runner-up for your weakness. Mark um, Ingram, twice. That was, no, um, tight end. Oh, Vance McDonald, yeah. He's, he doesn't have name value, but he has, I think, uh, opportunity. I think it's going to be up and down. Like, yeah. I mean, that's why I also took Eric Ebron, because he's a touchdown machine. So, 
and I can um my play, I would play the matchups with this roster. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's do your roster. All right, so uh, Matty Ice is my QB. Um, my running back one is Alvin Kamara. My running back two is Aaron Jones. My running back three is Naeem Hines or Jordan Howard. Um, flip and flop, whatever you want for those. And my running back five is Duke Johnson Jr., which could honestly go with those three. I don't know how it's going to work in Houston yet. My wide receiver one is T.Y. My wide receiver two is uh, Kenny Galladay. My wide receiver three is Tyler Boyd, sitting at my flex right now. And then I got Marvin Jones, um, Tyler Williams, and Golden Tate. So I have a loaded wide receiver room right now. And I'm just doing that for depth purposes. Um, and then I have the Broncos D and then Greg Zerline. So if you want to go with the strengths, the strength for mine, then I'll go with the weakness. I think your strength is definitely your wide receiver core. I love Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd at the flex. I think he's going to be arguably a wide receiver one. I would say your weakness is your running backs. Like, I think Aaron Jones is going to have a good year, but, like, just based on, like, early rankings and, like, early predictions, he's more of an RB3 back-end RB2. But Kamara is obviously strong. And then your tight end, obviously, is super strong. And then your depth at wide receiver, I really like with Golden Tate and uh, Williams. Uh, running backs at depth, like I said, Jordan Howard might, uh, it's dependent on he's battling that rookie for a starting position. And also, Duke Johnson I think is going to be really good value, especially in PPR. I think my biggest weakness going in, um, I am nervous if T.Y. or Gade gets injured. I do like my depth with Marvin Jones, Tyrell, and Golden Tate, but I don't, I don't want to start him every week, so that's the only thing I'm nervous about. I did kind of wait to add to the wide receiver, and that's the risk you got to take um, with Travis Kelsey in there uh, if you take him late second. I took that risk. I do like how the roster played out. It's different than what I've done in the past. Um, personally, if I'm sitting at 18, I don't think I'm going to take Kelsey um, in the future just because I like how my other rosters played out. Um, my biggest strength, I think, is my, um, well, of course, tight end compared to the rest of the teams in the league. Yeah. Um, I do like that I have Matt Ryan and Rivers. I took Matt Ryan um, about eight rounds before Rivers, but I'm going to be flipping back and forth on Rivers and Ryan depending on matchup, honestly. Um, and I also like my running back depth. Um, not for flex-wise, not for RB1 or 2 if something happens play around with it but that was the that was our final for it um something to look forward to next week we will be doing um our big fantasy show we've been talking about we'll be having three guests with us too we're going to be doing um the fantasy mock show we're going to be doing we're going to have 10 teams we're going to have five people controlling two teams and splitting up the order where the format is not going to be like a full roster like this we're going to do a qb two running backs Two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and that defense. Well, we don't have to do kicking defense. We're just going to do that. We're just going to do those first. Um, Six. Yeah, no bench. Yeah, no bench. We'll make it easier and for everyone to go through picks a little quicker. So thank you for joining in today. And um, keep up to date with everything, everything going on on Twitter. We have the, the NFL team-by-team breakdown. We're sitting at the Colts at number eight right now. Um, tonight, actually, soon actually, we'll be posted day five of our fantasy football um, positional rankings. And stay up to date with what to watch, uh, final takes, and our nightly MVP. Thank you. Have a good one. Sweet.